Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day workshop for men seeking to overcome any destructive sexual habits. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery with decades of combined experience. Testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1 800 49 Purity. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to register for our next workshop coming up September 8th through the 10th in Texas in the lovely Hill Country. So call us today at 1 800 49 Purity. That's 1 800 497 8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio with your hosts, Jonathan and Stephen. This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with my friend Stephen Cervantes. How are you doing, Stephen? I am good. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited about today, Stephen, because we're going to get to be able to kind of dig in to just a really practical area that we've been dealing with for years with guys. Right. And that's just this issue of porn. How do you fight porn? And I think, you know, uh, sometimes we've gotten responses back from our listeners and they're like, Hey, listen, I love all the stuff you guys do about relationships and all that. But you know what? It's been a long time since, you know, you really, you've talked about porn or anything like that. So for those listeners out there that are wanting us to you know, get back into rolling our sleeves up and saying, how do we address this issue that, that really is overtaking our, our culture? Oh, I mean, we're, right. it's, it's in some ways, don't you think it's even becoming a little harder to talk about this from a standpoint of being helping wrong. people? Yeah, yeah, because it's such a common thing in our culture, almost as if, how do you even begin helping somebody understand that there's an unhealthy aspect to it? Right. It's, you know, it's the pornification of America, right? It's that whole idea that someone else shared and it's being woven in as the norm. Mm-hmm. So we've got three or four ideas here. Um, how do you fight porn? I bet we could put a thousand ideas on the table, mm-hmm. right? Get rid of your TV. Cut your cable, right? Uh, bounce your eyes. Don't fantasize. I bet if we could literally come up with a thousand things you could do. Right, don't go to the beach. I mean, right. I don't care what, whatever you want to do, you know. Um, so, but but I, I picked three or four things here that I wanted to focus on because they seem to be repetitive. We we hear, we see over and over and over these broken lives, these men with broken lives coming in that are abusing porn, and and remember, porn starts as a solution to any pain that you have. Well, just distract yourself from pain, okay? And so. 
So what's wrong that you can't manage your own pain? Or why is your emotional system in such pain? And and I would say this too. I would even broaden that out. I think absolutely it's connected to the emotional system. But wouldn't you say that even now there's more instances? I don't know if it's more, but there's an increasing number of instances where even the introduction and, and use of pornography is more related to boredom and entitlement and these other kinds of things that aren't always necessarily related to the old, sort of the old model, which was you had either an abusive or a painful oh, situation or trauma. It, it's, yeah. not so, it's not as, I think the trauma model still works in terms of that's still a, a, a factor. Right. But I feel like the percentages are changing to where we're getting a lot of younger folks that are saying, Hey, you know what? I don't remember any trauma necessarily in my life, but I've been looking at porn since I was seven. Just from an entertainment standpoint. Just from that and like, hey, I was bored or whatever. But that's still connected to your emotional system, right? I mean, yes, well, because remember, it may not I'm, be bored. Trauma. I'm bored or I'm locked in my house because it's too scary to go outside my house, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm bored, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm restless, I'm irritated. Go look at some porn, mm-hmm. right? Because it'll, it's, it's sort of a mood manager. It will adjust your mood because it uses a different part of the brain. Then you get this arousal effect and you get this fantasy going on and you escape reality. So my first point would be to try to run the healthiest emotional system that you can. Um, and, you know, it's funny. That's such a big thing. But, but either we go to the broken places and talk about all the broken places or we give you the big vision. Be as emotionally healthy as you can. And when you find an emotionally weak p- place, and people point them out to you, it's not mm-hmm. like we don't know our weak places. People close to us will say, hey, you look kind of mad. Are you stressed? What's wrong? Are you down? Are you anxious? I mean, they will point blank show them to you. But if we strengthen our emotional places, then we're less susceptible to need an escape. Mm-hmm. And, and so what does that mean? In terms of your identity, uh, I'm sorry, in terms of your system, my first thought would be identity, you know? False identity we hear over and over again. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a basic building block of I'm a screw-up. I'm stupid. I'm not like other people. It's just one line that is false identity that creates this wavering foundation that is not solid to stand on because maybe you do some good, but you— you do one little piece wrong, well, there's because you're a big screw-up, mm-hmm. right? Everything is taken away because that false identity pops up. So and that's I would, one piece. And the two things that pop into my head as far as just resources that I think help with that identity piece mm-hmm. is one that was very helpful for me is uh, Neil Anderson's Bondage Breaker, uh, being able to understand your identity in Christ and that how that allows you to break free from strongholds. So if you're mm-hmm. you're kind of further down on the spectrum of of being addicted, that can be a great book in terms of helping you understand how your identity breaks you free. Yes. But another one in terms of growing and build, you know, growing an emotionally healthy system is uh, 
Peter Scazzaro, I think that's how you pronounce his name, is his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Oh, yes. The idea of how do we think we can be spiritual giants if we're emotional midgets? Yes. You know, so. That is perfect. We, we, we want or to keep growing our spirit. Or you can be great spirit. emotionally, but spiritually, you, yeah, you're it's stupid. Like these things you know? are, they're. They they grow parallel to one another, and yes. if we think that we're spiritual giants while we're emotional midgets, we're fooling ourselves. Or if we think we're super emotionally healthy and we've got a dried up spirit, we're fooling ourselves as well. No so, winno in South Texas, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, neither one of those is no winno. You know? Yeah. So, um, and our true identity comes from the Word of God, mm-hmm. right? The one that made you can help you with identity. No other human being can help you with your identity because they didn't make you. So the second big chunk we know is the shame dialogue. Mm -hmm. If you got this, let's see, what do we call it? An inner critic? Oh, a monster within? What do we call it? A demon? You know, uh, negative self-talk? What do you want to call it? But it's where you torment yourself on the inside. And... and, uh, Reason I say demon because people throw that around all the time. If you got a demon, rebuke it and be done with it, okay? But when you call your inner critic a demon or a monster within, that it's setting up your system, you know, to have this battle. I'm always battling me. We have to battle. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no rest there. Well, and that's like uh, you've got a whole nother kind of system that we talked about regarding that shame where then the only way that we can typically find relief apart from growing in our true identity is you talk about adopting a role. Yes. So then, you know, because we're not made, we were not made by God to have this inner turmoil that shame produces, you know, Mm-hmm. We were we're told that Christ is the Prince of Peace. We're told yes. that that we are to that we find our rest in God. We're told mm-hmm. that our spirit is made whole mm-hmm. in Christ. And yes. so we weren't made for any of this turmoil that shame brings. So because we we weren't made for that, it creates a whole lot of stress in our being, even in our bodies. And so because we don't like that, it doesn't feel comfortable. We'll grab onto these roles you talk about, about either being the hero or we'll be the lost child or we'll be anything that we can say, I can now present to others. And they they start patting me on the back and saying, okay, good, you're you're such a good, you know, you're the pleaser, pleaser. right? Yes. Or the leader. Oh, you're always the leader. Or you're smart. You're always, you have the answers. You're so smart. And, you know, I can, I can imagine some listeners out there thinking, well, what's, What's wrong with being a leader and a pleaser and, you know, all these kinds of things? The hero, well, the reality is is that's still not embracing the fullness of your true identity, right? Because we're all of those things, right? Yeah. Keep and going. Along with brokenness. Yes. And so right. when you understand that your identity, it's not, I don't look at it as an either or thing when I think of brokenness and I think of of my identity. In other words... I don't think, hey, my identity is this thing over here that's perfect, and then my brokenness is this thing over here that's weak and imperfect. Yes. There's this amazing thing that God can do where he can bring both of those together and say, I find value in the fullness of your entire being, meaning that when I, when I call you a child of mine, mm. I'm not dismissing your brokenness. 
it's a reality. Right. It's part of your story. Imperfect you. you. Yeah. You're my boy, but you're but imperfect. But simultaneously, I'm saying you are not defined by your brokenness, meaning your worth is not defined by right. how you failed or how you've been And hurt. just you, your, your son's going to mess up. Mm-hmm. And does he have identity still just because he messes up? Oh, no. He still has his identity defined by the Father. Mm-hmm. Right? And just because you screwed up today doesn't mean you are a screw up. Right? So this first part here then is you're saying we fight porn by running a healthy emotional system. So we've got to deal with this identity issue and we've got to attack the shame yes. that wants to crumble right. our identity. So number two is connect well with other men. And on one hand, it's easy to roughhouse and talk about sports. but But really... How many men do you think you're connected to? Three. Yeah. Maybe. Prob- two for sure. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, it's a handful at best. One that I've been on a long journey with and a few other guys I have breakfast with and connect with. But but how many people know you? And mm-hmm. could you say anything to? And they would say, shut up. I know. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Get up. Yeah, you fell down. Get up. They don't care what you say. They're going to love you through it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we desperately need. And the the factor in those relationships, all 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 of those have a must go deeper than what you were talking about about the roughhouse and the cut up and they can include that. But there's a different element to it that takes it deeper. In other words, you can be you can be fun sure. with a lot of acquaintances. Yes. And there's a level of knowledge that your acquaintances can have of you. Right. Some comfort that you have to get together, be in a crowd. Yeah. We sort of know. He talks. He doesn't talk. He tells jokes. Right. But the there's danger some, you're, that I'm hearing you say is if you don't have anybody that goes below that line, right? then you're you're kind of vulnerable to all the, you're especially not pornography known. and all this kind of stuff. You're not known. Yeah. I mean, I love the way men engage men. They say, shut up, that's stupid, why are you thinking that? But they say it in a loving way. If a wife ever says that, it destroys you, man. It stabs your heart. You're stupid. How could you do that? What's the matter with you? But when a brother says, hey, what's the matter with you? Knock it off. It just lifts your soul, man, Mm -hmm. to know that your brother, another guy, knows what you're talking about. It's hard to be a man. It's hard to be in this battle to be the leader, to be the head, to be the strong one, the big back and the deep voice, and to be the provider and to carry the load, you know? It's hard. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to say this because I know that we have, we have plenty of listeners who um, are women who struggle with pornography as well. So I think the principle is still the same. Mm-hmm. You need to connect with other women in an authentic way. No, it's not the same way. And no, we're, but and I we're think not women necessarily the this. guys to speak into this because we're not women. Right. But the principle still remains. You have to have that deeper connection yes. that goes beyond kind of the fluff conversation. And are there some women that really know you? Now, 
they're likely not going to do the same way, right? Like, hey, knock it off. You know, like, they're not going to talk like guys. The no. interaction might be different, but the principle still remains. That's right. You need the connection. And, and this ministry has a place for women mm-hmm. to call in and get some support, right? Yeah. And for women to be heard. And women nurture each other differently. Oh, my. No, really? Mm-hmm. What happened? He did what? I can't believe that. Oh, that's woman talk, right? And And they support one another. Right, that's their dialogue, and that it works just fine. But they have to be known; they have to vent their pain too, because they can be mm-hmm. stupid and go get some, pick up your own addiction. Right? If you're in pain, drink a lot of alcohol. Right. Pick up your, you want to do porn? Do porn. You want to go gamble? Do pick up your addiction of choice. Right? When you're in pain, go pick up something, or run a healthy system. Go find someone that can go into deep places with you and have deeper dialogue. And that's what I like about how you said that. You said connect well with other men and for women. Connect well with other women. It's not just about connecting Mm -hmm. because we have a lot of connection points, right? But there's something about the quality of those connections. Is it yeah. is it something where you feel like there's a soul connection? I often think of like when the Bible talks about the closeness that David and Jonathan had. And, I mean, it, it yes. talks in frank terms about that being a soul connection that they had that was mm. so deep. And that's why I think there was such pain and weeping when they knew the last time they were going to see each other. And But yet they, there was a knowledge there of each other that went far beyond just being acquaintances or buddies on the golf course. It was like they they knew each other at a deep level. And shared in the battle, right? Absolutely, they shared each yeah. other battle. I want to uh, jump to another thought here that even though we say men need men, men have to be very careful because men will use women to supplement their lives mm-hmm. instead of using men to grow. So men need to find other men, uh, work with men, talk to men, deepen with men. But it's so easy to, to smile at a girl and get a girl to smile back at you and, and to get the attention of females. And that's what you see happening. Men that should be working with men, deepening with men, will often um, go into a, a crowd and talk to some girls. And, and they'll be the funny guy and they'll be so smart and so wonderful and, and women light up. And so instead of doing your emotional growth work with men... They supplement using female relationships. No good. And I think as you're saying that, the thing that's coming to my mind is it's easier to sexualize than it is to get really deep emotionally. In other words, what you're saying is, hey, you know what? If I've got the choice here of actually going and connecting at a deep emotional level Mm -hmm. that requires vulnerability and a little bit of, you know, scariness to reveal who I am to another guy— and I've got this other choice over here to go flirt and kind of sexualize life. Oh, man, it's way easy. And the thing is, if you think about it, where did that training come from? Probably pornography to just sexualize <laughs> life, right? Yes. No, so what we're good. saying is how do you fight pornography is you stop sexualizing your life. Yes. And you start saying, I need to have deep emotional connections with a few people mm-hmm. that really know me so that right. I can have an emotionally healthy system and not feel like I've got a default to that sexualization of everything. Because guys can sexualize every conversation, you know, even with other guys making yeah. crude jokes or whatever. So we need to, that's part of fighting 
the pornography influence, I guess you would say, is don't don't go, as you put it here, supplement mm-hmm. your life. Because you might be telling yourself, hey, I'm not looking at pornography, but you're still casting a sexualization over yes. everything in your life. So, So I have this thought. I want to bounce it off you here. You know, when when I go to church, I need to find men to encourage, right? If I go into a social setting, I need to make my connection to men. Do you think that's the right thinking? Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to go and get the girls to laugh and to be funny, and you can have a guy around you and still be talking to all the girls. Right. I do think it's, uh, I think that's a good exercise. I, I wouldn't, you know... I wouldn't get too Rigid you know, legalistic or about it or anything like that, but I think it's a good thing to plant in your mind to say, you know, when I'm in a group, like yeah. at church or wherever else, if I'm in a group, what if I try to be intentional about connecting and encouraging other men? But don't you think the guys listening that struggle with porn should do this? I think it'd be a great exercise to yes, to, to, to be intentional exactly. and to think about it. your job is to find another man in that group that you're going to go talk to and. You're going to have your connections, and, and, I and would more say, than just sports. I yeah, mean, just, maybe what maybe the the principle here is, you know, shift your default because your whatever your default has been before, whether it's be being just isolating and being a wallflower right. in social situations, or going and kind of flirting and sexualizing the environment. But the other could be let your wife lead, let her talk, and you don't talk to anybody and just follow yeah, her. Yeah, so what I'm saying is no, shift the default and yeah. say be intentional to connect with men. Yes. Uh, and and the easiest way, I think, to do that is what you're saying. Could I, would it be so, you know, difficult for me to go connect with another man and find a way to encourage him? Could be a three-minute no, three exactly conversation. Right. That's right. But just seek to encourage. There you go. So then the last one in the big heavy hitters here of essentials is to be in one real relationship that's a growing relationship, a loving relationship. And I would even add, excuse me, a training relationship where you are training and being trained. You've got good skills and she has good skills. And how do you let her good skills influence you and your good skills influence her so that you're in one relationship that you're deepening and growing and learning and helping each other. I will tell you this. I think one of the things that uh, is going to increasingly get me in more and more trouble the, the more our culture goes in the direction that it is, yeah. is uh, I tell this to my kids, I say it when I speak sometimes, is that, listen, the, the natural order in which God created things was for us to be born for us to be children, and as adults, for us to marry. That is the natural order. The idea of singleness is an exception to the natural order, meaning for those who say, you know, celibacy is the way to go, that is actually either, that is a, as a lifestyle, that's an exceptional call of God on a person's life. That is not the natural order. Or I can't find so, a mate, right? There isn't anybody right. interested in me. Right, but still, the idea of the natural order, that's why I said I'm going to get in trouble, right? Yeah. The natural order is still that God has designed us for right. this kind of what you're talking no, about. No, and you're saying one. the ideal, really. The ideal yeah. is the way and this is And obviously, sin breaks the design, right? Yes. Sin has marred yes. the design. It doesn't change the original intent, though. And so 
this, I think, is, is so important regarding especially the issue of specifically fighting pornography, mm-hmm. is when you're building a healthy emotional system, when you're learning to connect with other men, which generally helps with accountability, yes. but then this third one, when you are pouring yourself into yes. one woman in order to grow and to, to nurture. Wow, and that is blessing me and it, kicking my butt. Keep pouring into your spouse, right? That's what you're saying. Keep pouring. Don't stop. That's your mission. Well, what I'm seeing here is almost like a funnel here yeah. of what you've written down here. It's like, okay, listen, yeah, I, I need a personal emotional system that whether I'm around people or not, I'm, yes. I'm emotionally healthy. But you know what? I need, I need a group of men. I need some guys yes. that are doing life with me. But then I, the narrow focus, I really need to be intentional about pouring my life into one person and building that oneness and sharpening and growing and and agonizing through life and everything that it is. But there's such a deeper partnership that happens there that what porn does is it, it, it derails that process of what I think the natural order is because our whole building with one in oneness. Yeah. I believe this idea of the natural order of God saying children are to grow up and then eventually get married is the reason is our lives are meant to be on a trajectory of continuing deepening intimacy. Yes. And what's the best environment for that for us yes. to learn that? Yes. This oneness in marriage, you know, it's like that's a picture of yeah. our oneness with Christ. And so But see, I, I keep what you just said is resonating. Don't stop pouring into your spouse. Even if they're mad or they're irritated or they don't like you today, your job is to pour in, mm. pour in love, pour in, pour in, because it's their job to pour in. Yeah, because right? think about think about what and por- build intimacy. Think about what pornography is essentially doing. Is pornography teaching anyone to pour in? No, to not, no, it's teaching you to take, <laughs> take it's taking you to get pull a away, big bucket full, you know, yeah, it's teaching you to you know, steal. Yes, and so this is a great way to fight pornography. Is say, what if every day I woke up with the intention of walking further into the design, the natural order in which God made? By the way, this is for single people too. Yes, if to pour sing- into others. Keep thinking about you know whether you've got a spouse or not for yes. whatever reason. Right. Um, if if you realize, hey, I've just been neglecting this and I've just been ignoring it or or running away from it, maybe this is your challenge to say press into finding a mate. For those of you who have been searching and have come up empty, does that mean you stop pouring it? It's like we're still meant to be givers. We're still meant to be servants. And there are people all around you that would love to be blessed by you that you could pour into. It's funny because one of the guys in group said, every day I call all the eight guys in my group. Now, I may only talk to one of them. Because not everybody picks Mm -hmm. up the phone. But I am determined for 30 days to pour into these eight men. And so I leave a message on their phone. Mm -hmm. So you can listen to it later whenever they get a chance. And it's me saying, thank you for being in my life. You're a good man. You're blessing me. You're making me better. It's like, who doesn't want somebody pouring into their life? And think about the benefit that that is. See, we've... When you start, have a question like this, how do you fight porn, generally everybody gets individualistic, right? Okay, yeah, how do I fight porn? Yes. But what we're saying here is when you realize an emotionally healthy system, connecting with other men, pouring into your spouse, learning to give, 
Yeah. Guess what's happening? There's a blessing that's going out beyond you. In other words, you're yes, these things are helping you to fight pornography, but look at how the blessing is extending out. Do you yes. think that those messages have any effect on helping those men fight pornography? Absolutely. To get that message on your phone, if you're feeling a temptation to go look at something you shouldn't and you get that message on your phone, I don't know about you, but that would be a huge boost to me of going, hey, there's a guy out there that's thinking about me that's really wanting me to succeed and and have victory today. That's going to have an immediate and tangible impact on whether or not I go look at something inappropriate today. Mm. And so these are not just for how do I fight pornography, right? but it's actually how do... How do I do these things that help me, but also at the same time help others? And what's it about oneness and intimacy and growing and bonding, right? And sharing the light that that we have by virtue of being in Christ, letting that light shine and bless someone else and to pl- pass these blessings around, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then we know we're right in the essence of God, who he is. When we're practicing oneness, not escapism, right? Right. Being present in community with one another, in his presence, in each other's presence, in each other's lives. We're talking about oneness, unity, bonding. And even we talked about going deeper in our relationships and refining one another. You know that my wife irritates me sometimes no what di- no disrespect <laughs> but when she does i'm i'm now saying god okay what do you want to show me about me mm. when i am irritated about something it has nothing to do with her it has everything to do with me and now i'm saying okay lord what do you want me to see here what's happening to me that i'm taking an offense or I'm irritated, or I don't feel heard, or listened to, or loved, or valued, or I don't know what it is. But what is it, Lord? Show me. Mm-hmm. Me. Not attack her, and why don't you her, you know, me. Mm, that's good. So I can live closer, better. Yeah. Well, that's really good. And on that convicting note, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be, we need to wrap up. But if you've got suggestions for us, or ideas for us listeners, we would love to hear what your ideas are for how to fight pornography and how you are fighting pornography in your yes. life. So you can reach out to us at mypoint at puresexradio.com and uh, send us your comments. And we look forward to having you back here next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Thank you for blessing us. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.